Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Don't Unfriend Me, episode number 235. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. What the heck is this let's go, Brandon thing? It's taking the internet by storm. I will unlock the cipher. I will decode the crypto. I will unwrap the enigma, the puzzle that is before you of let's go, Brandon. I will give you a hint. It basically is Buck Joe Fiden. We'll be right back. Do you remember when I said I don't mess up and I don't have to retake the show? There we go. I'll be right back. Recorded from an undisclosed location. Always honest. Always direct. So sit back. Relax. Don't Unfriend Me starts right now. It's kind of funny. I had a viewer come on and say, you're playing that crazy music too long before you get to your points. First of all, that's still point. S-T-I-I-L-P-O-I-N-T. They are amazing. And that music isn't crazy. Just remember Elvis. Come on. Stop getting all shook up. Get off my blue suede shoes. Good evening, folks. What are we doing tonight? And why did I call you dummies to begin with? Well, I'm going to tell you why quickly. Dummies are the don't unfriend me. It's an acronym. It's not an insult. It's what we call our group. The Dumb Nation. We are family. And it is just an acronym. Barstool Sports has stoolies. We have dummies. And it is a term of endearment. Don't be a dumb dumb if you're called a dumb dumb. Well, that isn't a good thing. Folks, you can find me on all my social media outlets, whether it's my podcast or YouTube or Rumble. Come on over and say hi. Not just Facebook. Come over and say hi on all of those. I'll be broadcasting live to all of them soon. And it's at Don't Unfriend Me Show. Throw me a like, share, follow, and subscribe as well. It means a great deal. It also keeps the lights on if you wouldn't mind doing so. Let's get to the show. Hopefully that's quick enough for the people who say that I take too long. I thought I did fairly well. You can give me likes and shares and all of that if you're watching live and stick to the end of the show for all of the comments that I will read down. But remember, you can spam the likes and hearts as many times as you want. The more times you do that, the more people that watch. Let's go, Brandon. When I was a young lad, I remember I had a proclivity for spelling errors and syntax mishaps. It may have been due to an emerging case of ADHD or dyslexia, but either way, it was apparent in most interactions or when I had to put the old brain box to task. I remember one summer evening as we were all waiting for my father to come home. We watched that cathoid ray tube television and the monkeys had just finished up. As I stood up and went towards the TV to change the channel, yes, we had to stand up back then, I saw a new show that I hadn't really entered my purview before that moment. A clever tune played and talks of a stranded ship, a skipper, a movie star, and a deserted isle entered my cranium with much delight. At the end, I saw a soon-to-be-familiar logo, Gilligan's Island. But when I read the words, it didn't compute. I said, look, Mom. Gilligan's is land. Everyone laughed incessantly, and after about five minutes, my father walked in and joined in on the mutualistic ridicule of their beloved last born. Now, this stuck with me for years. I don't know why, but the family never let me live it down. And today, when I see the word island, I still want to say is land. 
Talk about scarring the old neuron receptors at an early age, eh? But a few years after, we were out by our pool and we were listening to Q105 and, and eagerly anticipating Highway to the Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins and waiting for it to be played. Our parents both worked and it was late afternoon. My sister and brother headed inside and I was charged with hitting record on the tape cassette player so we could encapsulate the timeless broadcast ad nauseum on a miniature reel of plastic. When I heard the DJ come on and the five at five contest was going to happen, this is where they gave amazing prizes out if you were the fifth caller. And we had been trying all summer to navigate the exact timing to dial the number. The DJ's smooth voice came over the air and that evening's question began like so many other nights. Okay, 105ers, here is the 5 for 5 tonight. And what TV-made movie originated from a TV series that starred a funny robot and the Harlem Globetrotters? Be the fifth caller now. I picked up the phone and counted to three and dialed. My heart was going 100 miles an hour. Tickets to the Ventura County Fair were going to be, Hello, Q105, you are the fifth caller. Oh my God, I did it. I was going to win. I swallowed slowly and then emphatically blurted out, I know the answer. Give it to me, 105er. With lackadaisical confidence, I simply said, Gilligan's Island." Oh, sorry, 105er. Try again tomorrow. The abrupt cancellation of my dreams was eulogized by the humming crescendo of a disconnected tone. That beep still haunts the recesses of my psyche till this day. The lesson I learned from that is twofold. One, family are unrelenting vultures who never forget anything. Number two, the world is unforgiving and owes you nothing. Just because you say it in your head doesn't entitle you to win a damn thing. After Brandon won the NASCAR Xfinity Series race at Talladega Super Speedway, the crowd began to do an anti-Joe Biden chant, but the NBC sports reporter attempted to cover it by saying the crowd is chanting, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, that's not what they were saying. Let's watch. Thank you to all of our partners. Oh my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd, Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh, my God. It was uh, learning how each line didn't uh, stay to one. And everything shifted top to bottom so much. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, that's not quite what they said. Now, let's be honest, the reporter had an Island moment. You could hear the trepidation once she tried to discern what the crowd was saying and began an impromptu moment. And then she shifted quickly to cover up the embarrassment. She wasn't covering for Biden. She was probably embarrassed beyond reproach. I give her the benefit of the doubt. Even Brandon was smiling at the F Joe Biden chant. It was hilarious. And also apropos, because truer words have never been spoken. 
As public opinion of President Joe Biden declined noticeably in recent weeks after an initial honeymoon period during his first few months in the White House, the Democratic Party's image has suffered too. Biden enjoyed several months with an approval rating above 50%, though it has sunk underwater as of late, pushed down in particular by the messy U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan and waning support for his handling of the pandemic. According to recent polling, the Democratic Party has similarly seen a decline in favorability. Gallup polling put the Democratic Party's favorability rating at 43%, down from 48% in January. The party's unfavorability rating from polling conducted September 1st to the 17th has increased to 55% from 48% in January. At the same time, Biden's latest approval ratings from Gallup have dropped to the lowest of his term thus far. Biden's loss of popularity, primarily among independents, is likely a factor in the lower favorable ratings of his party, said Gallup's analysis of its results. If you have followed politics for more than five minutes, you know that independents win elections and party bases always vote down party lines. This is a reflection and epitaph of Biden's legacy and his failed policies since taking office. And more importantly, the Democrats failed attempts to shovel to the American people what they've been peddling. Biden and his party are numerically in control of Washington by a hair. But they aren't even doing as well as those lovable loser Mets who won 40 games and lost 120. Winning one out of four would be a real tally for Team Biden, and there are ominous signs that things aren't going to get any better for them. Biden's approval lows his and his alone he owns. He's earned every detractor. And that's understandable given the disastrous pullout from Afghanistan, the immigration crisis on the southwestern border, and the administration's bumbling of COVID vaccination, booster shots, mask mandates, and stomping on our constitutional rights. There's inflation with gasoline edging towards $3 a gallon. There's crime. There's a spat of issues from schools teaching critical race theory to Texas and Mississippi rewriting abortion law on which the Democrats look whipped into a political correct obedience by their farthest left factions. With a razor-thin majority in the House and Vice President Kamala Harris needed to break any tie votes in the 50-50 Senate, Biden doesn't have much to work with. With 60 votes needed to stop a filibuster, Senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Christine Sinema of Arizona can stop almost anything their fellow Democrats attempt. So it's not entirely Biden's fault, though we still suspect a Lyndon Johnson or a Ronald Reagan or even a Bill Clinton would have wheeled and dealed to bring them around, especially since that was supposed to be his forte. The partisan divide is aggravated by the Progressive Caucus, which wants its social programs, education spending, and medical benefit increases first. They're willing to tank infrastructure if Biden and House Speaker Pelosi don't mollify them. You can't blame them for using the only leverage they got because their policies suck, even if it makes Biden a failed president in his first year. The liberals have taken one for the Democratic team many times before, and they don't feel like bargaining away their beliefs when defection by just a few of them would make the difference. 
Where's the voting rights reform the Democrat left has been wanting? The $15 minimum wage, District of Columbia statehood, which would give the party two more Senate seats. What about adding four seats to the Supreme Court so Biden could pack it? What about Medicare, dental, vision expansion, universal pre-kindergarten increased subsidies for childcare, tuition-free community colleges, negotiating lower drug prices, and lowering the age for Medicare eligibility? What about felons voting? A whole bunch of moderate Democrats, many from red states or districts that could go either way, are not eager to hand Republicans a cudgel to whack them with next year. Pelosi and team have raised the white flag, lowering the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill already passed by the Senate for roads, bridges, and railroad modernization. Also pending in Congress is Biden's proposed $3.5 <coughs> trillion over 10 years social spending agenda. You know, the one that will cost us absolutely nothing. Zero. The Democrats hope to squeeze that one through without any Republican votes in a parliamentary move known as budget reconciliation. After the White House meeting with Biden last week, Pelosi and Senator Chuck Schumer announced a strategic framework to pay for all of that. In other words, tax increases. Biden insists that it's time for the rich to pay their fair share even though they already do, and surely the wealthiest Americans fared awfully well when Republicans controlled Congress and President Trump was in office. But the T word does not sit well with already restive voters. Biden's plan is that revenue enhancement, the Democratic word for tax hikes, won't affect people making less than 400000 a year. Bullshit. If he delivered on a bunch of other priorities through his soak the rich promise, it might sound a bit more plausible, but we all know it will hit the middle class the hardest. It always does with Democrats. Meanwhile, Congress has to raise the debt limit to avoid a government shutdown and economic ripples through the world economy. That's like saying, just to make it interesting, let's set the building on fire while we negotiate. Republicans naturally are happy to sit back and watch the Democrats struggle. The midterm elections are looming and Republicans will draw the district lines in swing states like Florida. And a president's party always loses congressional seats in the first off-year election. All of this is going exactly how myself and others have laid out. More me than them. Still, we hear the cries for impeachment. Remove him from office. And why on earth would we want to do that? Impeachment is highly unpopular, and every president who has navigated through articles of impeachment always gets a huge spike in favorability. Yes, even Donald Trump. The Democrats are in a tailspin, and while they plummet to the earth, they're trying to practice how to do loop-de-loops, and when they should be focused on landing the damn plane. But damage control is never their focus, and they truly believe that their cries of sexism, racism, xenophobia, and allegations of sexual misconduct will work again in 2024. But the American people are catching on. The fact that the chants of F. Joe Biden are not met with resounding boos or jeers of build back better or corn pop sucks is a telltale sign that people are already done with this marriage, let alone the love affair that liberals have with themselves. So as we listen to the continued disrespect of our president, who is somewhere in the middle of the popularity meter of Jeffrey Epstein and Roger Goodall, I would like to remind the liberals and progressives that you asked for this, and you wanted this more than anything else. Winning was just too easy. 
Instead, you are okay with losing and complaining endlessly about how the pandemic or the Republicans or capitalism is to blame. The truth is pretty plain. Every time we move forward and begin to progress towards economic superiority and American dominance, especially on the world stage, the crybabies on the left need to muck it up with their failed policies and endless thumb-sucking. Talk about cutting off your own nose to spite your face. Joe Biden is the antithesis of progressive thinking and is arbitrary as Sanskrit hooked on phonics programs. Joe Biden has spent his entire life preparing for this week. If you asked President Joe Biden to sum up his life and political career in a single term, he would probably say deal maker. While Biden tends to be self-deprecating about many things, his unique ability to make deals is not one of them. But that was another Biden from a long time ago. Many miles and neurons have lost their path since that time. But remember, that's what Biden asked for. And what he has long told us he is uniquely suited to do. If he can't do this, what makes you think he will do anything for this country? Because the days are not getting longer and 2022 is looming. Now, we don't need impeachment. We don't need Harris to somehow come in and get stuff done. No matter how improbable that may be, we need to be patient. We need to continue to chant, let's go, Brandon, at the top of our lungs, at every event, on every street corner, all over the web, because this is much better than not my president or impeach. This is something that America is getting behind, and all of us can agree on something for the first time in a long time. Well, Biden wanted the job, and he got it. And now it's time to sit back and watch our favorite show, Biden's Island, where there is no hope for rescue, and it will be canceled before we can all say, fuck Joe Biden. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Thank you for watching. I love it that you're all still on. We'll have a wonderful conversation in a few moments. But first, Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is too many. Please do me a favor. Reach out to a veteran just to check in and see how they're feeling. If you can't do that, provide them this number. If they can't call, reach out to me. I will help you. Traumatic brain injury, PTS, anxiety, depression are all very, very real. And without you, they are lost. If you can't make that call, you can tell them to visit don'tunfriendme.com. There is a link in the top right-hand corner to VCL. You can click it. It'll connect you via Skype or your phone, and you'll be connected free of charge. It is 100% anonymous, and if you are a civilian, that is okay, too. You don't have to be a veteran to take advantage. Just pick up the phone and call. Mental health is too serious. Folks, do me one more favor. Like I said, please go ahead and visit me at, at Don't Unfriend Me Show at any of these sites, and I would love to chat with you and talk with you. Let me know how I did below, and also remember, you can love me. You can hate me. We can agree. We can disagree. Just don't unfriend me. I'll I'll see you tomorrow for 2.36. Have a good night. Dummies, stay on. I'll be right back.